Then the Lord said, I am going to rain down bread from heaven for you. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Have I got a great deal for you today? Two sermons for the price of one. I know you're all tremendously excited about that. We begin our low-key but high-importance 2021 generosity and gratitude campaign today. Guests clicking in, please put up with me as I deal with this very important bit of in-house business this morning. You will learn something about our ministries and ministry uh, and our, our missions and how we finance them here at Third Church. And even though I promised you two sermons, I'll be shortish and sweet. Sermon number one. We'll start with a very simple lesson from Economics 101. I'm qualified. I have a degree in economics. Modern humans value and exchange things by the use of money. I can see my son rolling his eyes at father's obvious statements. We once traded chickens for tomatoes or horseshoes for labor. Now we use dollars. We are willing to pay for and sustain those things that we value. That includes Third Church. You all value the ministry and mission of this church a great deal. We like to talk about the three legs of our support stool, time, talent, and treasure. This morning, I focus on the treasure part. I've preached a few what I call tiptoeing stewardship sermons early in the course of my years in ministry. The messages that have been the most well-received, however, have been the don't-beat-around-the-bush types. So here goes. Third church needs your money. Pretty good, huh? Yes. I realize that one of the top three reasons why people stay away from churches is because we are always perceived as asking for money. That's not actually totally true, but before I shout fake news, I counter with this question. What organization doesn't? Try walking out of Wegmans or Nick Tahoe's without hauling out your wallet. Or don't pay your social club dues for a year. Or figure that your daughter can play on the travel soccer team without coughing up the participation fee, not to mention showing up without the approved gear. I don't have to belabor the point. If churches don't ask, we generally get left out. We acknowledge in leadership here, staff, session, and all the rest, we acknowledge that we are sojourning through very challenging times. 
and we are so grateful for the support that you have continued to give to this church for the last several months. You are rightly concerned about and entitled to know how money is raised and spent here at Third Church. We are in the process, and it's taking us longer than we imagined, we are in the process of changing our financial recording and reporting methods. We're not there yet, but we'll get there. Still, if you value this ministry, be generous as we end this year and look forward to the next. A very important practical consideration arises at this time. You're going to hear me say this more often than just today. If we want to be in a strong position to attract the best pastoral candidates to Third Church, start by forking over the funds right now. Did he just say fork over the funds? Can you believe it? Every good candidate will ask the pastor nominating committee about the state of the church's finances. The better your books appear, the more likely top prospects will take a good look at you. And we can burnish our image with a strong financial finish to 2020, this miserable year, and a solid 2021 pledge drive. Sometimes I wish it weren't so, but it is. We need to talk about money because that is how we value things in our world today. So, show how much you appreciate and depend on Third Church by supporting this work generously now and in 2021. End of sermon number one. That wasn't so bad, was it? A little more nuanced sermon number two. A foundational truth on which I base my life and ministry is the Lord will provide. Can't tell you how many times I heard my mother say that when I was growing up when it didn't look like the Lord was providing very well. But she persisted in teaching us and living that belief. In more sophisticated words, nobody ever accused my mother of being sophisticated, even though she was faithful. In more sophisticated words, when God blesses an activity, God provides what it takes to accomplish what God wants to accomplish. God will provide. Witness the Exodus episode. God's people, the Hebrews, found themselves between a rock and a hard place. The siren call of the way things were echoed in their ears. The rock of Pharaoh's forces still posed a threat for them from behind. The hard place of the wilderness stretched out in front of them, just beyond the silhouettes of Moses and Aaron, an unlikely duo of untested leaders. They clearly were not Boy Scouts, as being prepared did not occur to them. Temporarily safe, 
the refugees experienced quickly the twin scourges of thirst and hunger, followed by complaining that bordered on rebellion. If only we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt when we sat by the flesh pots and ate our fill of bread. For you have brought us out into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. Not happy. A short aside. Being a disciple of Jesus is not simply an easy, rosy romp through life. Reality regularly proves the opposite to be true. We can expect, we can expect that we will be taxed and challenged and even disheartened along the way. And, in spite of everything, we trust that when God blesses, God provides. Not everything we want, but everything we need to take the next step of faith. Back to the Bible story. God provided for the Hebrews, not the alluring flesh pots of Egypt, but plain old heavenly bread in the desert, one day at a time. They will wake up again in the morning and trust that God will provide for the next day, too. Step by step by step. The problem wasn't solved forever, but for today. Sometimes we feel like we're wandering in the wilderness, squished between the perceived glories of days gone by and the uncertainties of next week, next month, next year, next pastor. I have to let you in on a little secret. We are. Different time and different context from the people of Israel, but wandering just the same. Something else also remains the same. God waits impatiently to bless us as we take the next step in faith. And, you guessed it, when God blesses, God provides. In fact, God has already provided everything that Third Church needs to travel through this present time on our way to the next promised land God's already provided. Do we want to grow in faith and in numbers? Yep, sure do. Will new members be the solution to our present financial challenges? Nope, they never are. Our challenge, like the Hebrews, is to cease obsessing on obstacles and to refocus on the abundant resources God has already provided to stop and ask ourselves what we really value. The faddish flesh pots of bygone days or the solid promises of God's provision. We hope we hold tightly to our belief in God's providence. Another little secret. 
Every church that I've ever been associated with or known has money challenges, every single one of them. Those crashing, banging mega churches in the burbs that used to have overflowing parking lots, they're empty too right now. They have financial challenges. They don't yet have the resources to fund the next great ministry idea bubbling up from among their membership. Other churches with declining attendance and shrinking budgets, the money problems we usually think of, their boards are sitting around trying to figure out whether to pay staff or the electric company. The question for us is which challenge do we prefer? Because we get to choose. We get to choose the kind of church we are. Summary for both sermons. You will have the opportunity to estimate your level of support for this valued ministry in the weeks ahead. I encourage us not to be budget-focused, that is, counting the money that comes into the golden pot and then determining how much ministry we can afford. Rather, to do what we've been doing, to look around and to see and to identify what God is calling us to be and to do today and tomorrow and the days ahead. And then to dream possible dreams, because with God, all things are possible. Trusting that God will abundantly provide the resources, the time, talent, and treasure we need to get it done. Remember, the biblical standard remains a tithe, a dime for every dollar that you make. For some, like the rich man in the story from the Gospel reading, that's too little. Jesus asked him to give it all. For others, that may be a stretch in 2021. You will see in the material that we're sharing with you that we recognize that and we're offering an opportunity for people to pledge even in challenging times like ours. In either case, a person who values the biblical instruction in, faith, in matters of faith and life needs to begin with that 10% level in mind. By now, I don't need to remind you that I'm a process guy. When the interim pastor nominating committee interviewed me, I asked them if they were interested in doing the transition work that I suggested, or simply wanted someone to fill in for the short time between installed pastors. They affirmed that their church was ready to do the work that I proposed. I set out in my mind an ambitious schedule to get that work done. It's been a challenge, like everything else in life, but we are making progress, about which you will hear more this coming week. This stewardship piece fits into the process for reasons that I've already stated. Giving evidence of your ongoing support of this ministry, that means estimating 2021 support, communicates more to those inquiring pastoral eyeballs than do vague hopes that the funds will be there to support that new pastor's dreams and visions for your life together. It shows 
It shows now that you agree that when God blesses, God provides. We will be mailing a letter and pledge cards soon. Some other church members will share brief thoughts with you over the next few Sundays. Relax. You will not hear more stewardship sermons. I've already preached two. I will share some wrap-up thoughts on November 15 as we consecrate our promises. We will gently remind you to turn in your commitments after you consider prayerfully how God is calling you to value this ministry next year. We are going to trust that God intends to bless us in our efforts to share the good news of Jesus Christ here downtown and elsewhere wherever we are called to serve, to grow in faith and numbers, to be partners in the spiritual transformation of the people we meet and in the world in which we live. Thus, to live what we believe, that when God blesses, God provides. In the years ahead, as much or more than in the years gone by. Thanks be to God for this promise from his holy word. Amen.